Hello, and welcome to The Get. I'm your host, Erica Seidel. This season, we examine the relationship between CMOs and boards. How can that relationship go from fraught to functional, and maybe even to fantastic? Today, we hear from not one, but two SaaS marketing leaders from private equity-backed companies. They discuss their hard-won learnings on working with boards. Allison Dancy is a veteran CMO who most recently led marketing for Kibo in the e-commerce space. I have tried valiantly to recruit her and hopefully will succeed one day. Madeline O'Fallon is in her first marketing leadership role at Verity, the SaaS fintech company. I had the pleasure of placing her into that role. You're going to learn a lot here about the relative importance of the three C's, context, content, and confidence when interacting with the board about language to use with your board and how the board will respond to certain marketing trigger terms and about when you should talk with your board about brand and how. Here we go. So I thought it'd be great to get you two together because you both led marketing in PE-backed companies and and you're also kind of at different points in your career. And so it'll be interesting to just see the the different uh, kind of perspectives that you have. I am first going to ask you about a question that Madeline uh, and I were discussing recently, and that's, can you discuss, this might sound funny, but can you discuss in a board meeting the relative importance of content, context, and confidence? Madeline, maybe since you brought this up, I'll have you go first. Yeah, of course. Well, it's a really important question, and I think diving into each one individually is maybe a good place to start. When we think about content for a board meeting, you know, that is, it's super important, at least in my experience, to be the most knowledgeable person in the room when it comes to marketing. That might seem obvious, right? Like you should know your numbers inside and out. You should have a really good grasp on the content. So being able to off the top of your head, right, know your conversion rates, know, uh, you know, how to pull those into the larger conversation of whatever it is, you know, that you're presenting on, that might translate too into the context portion, which is how are you as a marketer in a board meeting able to translate the content into the context or the larger story? So I think it's really important to remember that board members in many cases have multiple board board meetings in a week, in a month. You know, the context that you're providing is not in isolation. You have to be able to translate the numbers you're showing into the broad story and then also put it in context, right? Like I might have a performance to share about a quarterly metric, but my board might not remember (laughs) what that is in context of the other quarters or over the year. So provide that context and be able to tell that story. I think content, context are super important. And if you can do those really well, it leads to the third part of your question, which is confidence. I ultimately think that board members want to leave a board meeting with the uh, feeling of we have the right person in place there. Like we have the right marketing leader in the role. And to get to that point, I think marketers have to be a really good storyteller, really good, have a really good understanding of the content, but then be able to handle tough questions, be able to present hard data, be able to um, handle, right, the the, the tough questions that might come your way in a way that you can convey to them that you're the right person for the job. And I think that's a little bit harder to do. And I think the more you get number one and number two right for content and context, the more confidence it will build ultimately. 
Allison, would love your take on this. Content, context, confidence. Any any differences in how you see this? Depending on the kind of the history of the company, what the CMO before you did, the makeup of that board, where you guys are in there, you know, while where you are in terms of being held by them. Are you a new company to them? Are you a later stage company to them? You can kind of use those dials a little bit as, uh, you know, which of those things do you dial up and dial down? And so I think at the end of the day, it comes, you know, Madeline's totally correct. At the end of the day, where you focus and where you put the most energy kind of has to do with what that board most needs to hear from you based on kind of the macro environment that you're in. It's really know the board, know who the person is on the board or the people on the board who maybe have some marketing background, which you might not have anybody. I mean, it's a shocking low percentage of board members have marketing experience. And if they do, it's often actually sales and experience, but they call it marketing. So, um, you know, know who that person is that's really shepherding the marketing and go-to-market aspect of the board. And um, kind of what is the environment that you're entering in as a CMO and what do they most need to hear from you? Because you have a limited amount of time, but Madeline's totally right, right? They might um, and I think confidence is a big one. There's also like the shocking statistic of CEOs confidence level and boards confidence levels and marketers. And so I think you being able to come in and show that you have the chops to do the job, whether they totally understand the tactics or the methodologies or not, is a real key first place to start. If you're new to that board, I would say calibrate on confidence. And I've done this and I can shepherd your money and your investment appropriately and then get into sort of the content and the context is usually how I start with a new board. And you can get some insights just, you know, this is really where you need to be working really closely with your CEO. Your CEO's job is to make sure that the board meeting goes well, that everybody is aligned, that the board is hearing what they need to from you. And so you should be super prepped by her or him. Um, And also, if you can, I would say um, one of the best things that I've done in, in past roles is make some uh, alliances with the person on the board that's the marketing, you know, quote unquote marketing person outside of um, that board meeting. And they can be really helpful. I've actually had a board where I would send my marketing presentation to him in advance. And he'd say, this is how I think they're going to see it. And if you show these numbers, this is what they're going to ask. And if you don't want the entire conversation to be around numbers and this one number, you should do something else. So that can be a really good trick too, to help you just calibrate on where do I fall in that kind of triangle of, you know, content, context, and and confidence, I think, at the board level? Now, Allison, you mentioned something really interesting, and it's that very few board members have marketing background. And you're right. Like, you know, there are plenty of people who they say they've led marketing, <clears throat> but it's end up it ends up being really like sales. And you mentioned in a previous conversation that uh, something that really stuck with me, and that's that, you know, boards can kind of glom onto certain marketing terms. Like there are some things that they uh, glom onto is not the right word, but there's some things that they just get and they just seem to value um, like ICP and ABM and customer journey. But like but brand isn't quite there yet. I'm gonna, can, can you say more? I'd love to hear the two of you, you know, discuss that. I have found that often there is sort of almost like a marketing trigger word, right? There's like a couple things in marketing that everybody has kind of learned. And because the deal with marketing is it's super, super complex. And when you're a board or you're financially driven, or even if you're a salesperson, right, you're looking at some very specific moment in time 
often lagging indicator numbers. And marketing can't just be about that, right? So you're building an entire marketing ecosystem to drive all of the numbers, not just the one they might be looking at at the, at the board level. So if you really start to get into it, you know, kind of, you know, no one really wants to get into the belly of the beast of just how difficult all of marketing is. And so they like to think about a particular and of course, the board is looking at revenue, right? Top line revenue solves all, right? If you're making your pipeline and the numbers are going and you guys are driving revenue, then they're less worried about marketing at all. And they're not going to be, you know, quite as go quite as in depth. But if things aren't going as well, um, I found that often they'll they'll come up with this concept or a concept or two that kind of gets thrown around internally that is that is a marketing term that people understand and kind of have the time and energy to, to put their energy into. So sometimes it's around ICPs or sometimes it's calibrating around personas or sometimes it's we need to go to ABM because that's what everybody's talking about. So they'll often have this one thing that they think is probably the panacea or the silver bullet in marketing. And your job as a CMO is also to continually, constantly tell everybody that there is not a single silver bullet in marketing. And so, yes, you'll be doing those things. But when it comes to brand, I think, you know, ICPs and personas and ABM are all attributable at the end of the day to revenue. And that's what everyone's interested in. They want to make money in this investment. Totally makes sense. And if you start to talk about brand, it really is the four-letter word sometimes to boards because to them, it means spend that they can't track and therefore they don't want to do it. But as a marketer, if you're a seasoned marketer who has run an entire, you know, healthy marketing ecosystem, at the end of the day, everything comes down to brand. But it's a really hard thing to portray in, you know, tight numbers on a spreadsheet to a board. So they don't really like to hear about it. But, you know, your brand is is what ultimately gets people to make the decision to buy from you, to stay with you, to buy more from you, to have confidence in you, to be able to build a business case that they're going to buy from you because people know who you are and you seem legitimate. They like what you're saying. Your website is up to snuff, right? So brand is, is it is actually the secret weapon behind the scenes, but to a board member, it just means cost. And so you have to be really careful. Often they'll even see the website as a brand thing and they don't want to invest in it. Your website is the alpha and omega of you being able to find, track, and, you know, sell to companies and, and you know, and individuals. And if you aren't investing in the technology behind that, then you're doing yourself a disservice at the revenue line level. But so I found that you have to be a little bit careful about how you talk about brand and how you start to track brand or purport to track brand. And the minute you show a number to the board, A, the minute you show your first number on a board presentation, the rest of your presentation is going to be math. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. If you like show your first number, suddenly like calculators come out, and like they're, you know, let's, they're, you know, they're reverse engineering your numbers. So you have to be careful about the when you show your first number. And then if you show a stat or something like, you know, share a voice to show brand, they're going to want to see it every quarter after that. So you have to be really a little bit careful with what you show and what is your strategy around showing that. But I found that brand is tricky because of those things. It's cost to them. It's complicated to make the, um, to, tell the story behind the scenes of how it actually is the thing that compels people to buy, by and large, at a macro level. And so, um, 
I can talk, I've had some boards where I can call that awareness and they'll like, won't raise as many red flags. I can talk about awareness or I can talk about, you know, website technology, but sometimes you have to be a little bit careful about just using even the word uh, brand I've found. It's also like, like the, the work that it takes to explain the value of that almost is bigger and harder to do than just doing the work and showing the results later. So that's another key. Like when do you talk to the board about what you're working on and how much work are you going to make yourself versus kind of do the project and come back later and say, we did this work and here's what the results we got out of it. I think that can be a tricky challenge too. I think you're so right. I do think, you know, it's I'm coming off of a about 18 months ago when I first started, we did we went through a rebrand. So I think at the beginning, I was talking a lot about brand and, you know, and and ever since then, it sort of trickled off because I kind of felt like I was losing the room a little bit on, you know, this there was excitement. There was lots of attention on the brand for a little while. And now that it actually after a year of a new website, um, you know, a new domain, even a new completely new brand we're actually starting to see some really exciting traction on the domain authority metrics, our SEO, right? They're starting to really like ramp up our our metrics. And that now finally, I think I'm at a place where I'm like, and also just as a reminder, these correlate directly to leads, right? SEO, brand, visibility. These are... Mm -hmm. These are directly correlated to our inbound chart, which I can also show. So I, I think there's, you're right, like it's really delicate. I think share of voice in my experience has been a really hard metric to, you know, define. Defend. Yeah. Define and, define and defend. And defend, right? Yeah, because it's like um, you can see some interesting spikes in, um, you know, around maybe a, a, a big article that got published or whatever, and then it might teeter off for a bit and you have to sort of explain that or defend that. That can be challenging. We are still, I think, in a lot of ways, coming up against this historic understanding of what marketing is. It's changed so much in the last five years, 10 years, that marketing, right, when you come into a board meeting, some board members are still with that understanding of what marketing was 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And what drives leads then is so different from what drives leads now. And we're armed with more information than ever. But I do think it's important for marketers to continue to drive home the narrative of marketing being a direct growth engine, you know, a a completely, you know, especially in the SaaS world, a in a lot of cases, the main driver of growth. And I think it's just important for us as marketers to be able to hammer that home in board meetings. Like, yes, we are doing brand work. We are doing all this stuff because it leads to trust and more, more, you know, prospects being able to feel like they can purchase our product. But we're also doing all these things that directly tie to growth. And so that's just another aspect of the narrative and board meetings. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that also is why it's so hard because it is such a big job. We're responsible for so much. Every board member and everybody on the C-suite, like every salesperson has an idea of the thing that they think matters the most. We have to do all of those things from the concept to execution of every single one of those things, plus the rest of the, you know, the rest of the marketing kind of, you know, tactics and campaigns and roll those in. And then, you know, when you go into the board meeting, there might be one of those things that they're interested in. Like some, you know, some board meetings are super interested in press releases, right? 
even though they kind of don't believe in share of voice numbers. And some are really into events because they think face-to-face with customers makes a ton of sense, even though you could show them all day long that they're not the right people coming to the booth, right? But they want to hear about that. So I think that is actually the crux of why these meetings can be so tough. You need to be able to go in and tell the story of the thing, the kind of the shiny object that they're super interested in, which always comes back to revenue and pipeline. And that totally makes sense. You need to be able to show that for sure. And know those numbers inside and out, as you've talked about, and really start, I think, from the revenue and move backwards is more effective than the MQLs and forwards. But like, here's the revenue, here's how marketing affected that. But then you also have to be able to say, and I know people are super interested in ABM now, and now I know people are talking about the dark funnel, here's what we're doing, and here's what it means. And so I think that is, you know, that's why I think it, it continues to get more and more complex, to your point, Madeline. And so... We always have another, it seems like marketers always have another aspect of the role that we have to have mastered and understand, be able to put in context with everything else, and then inform the board on how we're, you know, how we're taking advantage of that or, or any relative threats or, or opportunities there. So I do think that it's, it's a super complicated I mean, I always say that the CMO role is the hardest, honestly. And I think that I'm sure everybody else on the C-suite would say, you know, that theirs was. But, you know, we sort of have to be everything. You know, we ha- we're, we're ultimately kind of responsible for, you know, most of the revenue generating, you know, aspects of the company, even from a product launch that may or may not be successful. Did marketing do their role there or not? All the way to customer retention, and are they confident and comfortable enough to buy more from us, right? We have a super important role all the way through that life cycle. And I don't know that it's always viewed that way at the board level because they're looking at the funnel, you know? And so they calibrate around that, but we have to be prepared to tell that bigger story because our value is in that entire story. So it does marketers a little bit of a disservice when it's boiled down just to even top of the funnel, right? That's even worse if you're just looking at the top of the funnel and you're like, okay, I spent 90% of my day doing like a million other things, but yes, let's talk about the top of the funnel. You know, yep. it, it is a, it's a, it's an art and a science for sure, both to do it and to tell the story. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like, yeah, this is like marketing therapy. In my last company, we invested in right the multi-touch attribution software, which is expensive. It's, it takes a long time to mm-hmm. implement. And the, I think the real lesson we learned from that is we got to do it all. We have to do it all and we have to do it all yeah. well. And yep. I think that knowing that as a marketer, it creates a lot of anxiety, but then also like feeling the urgency and need to communicate all of what you're doing to a board is a really natural instinct, but it's it can be overwhelming. And so would love also hear about board meetings and how you present, you know, with sales versus without sales. So Madeline would love you to talk about how you partner or not with, um, with sales. You know, you mentioned that, you know, marketing and sales work closely. Uh, but then I think you said at board meetings, you present separately. And so I'm, I'm wondering, how do you, how do you convey that collaboration in the meeting? And, and, and can you just, you know, double click yeah. there? Yeah, absolutely. So we have, you know, each of us, we're, you know, we have a marketing department, a sales department, customer success department. These are, but as a team, right, we're the go-to-market team. We definitely view ourselves internally at our company as one team. And so collaboration is super key. And I think in a board meeting, it's also really important to convey your collaboration amongst the teams. And there are a couple of key ways I think you do that really well. One is re-emphasizing 
points, right? Each each function has its, you know, 15 minutes of fame in the board meeting. And restating, you know, points over and over again across all teams, I think is a great way to do that, right? Like, oh, Madeline mentioned this earlier, but I'm going to, you know, just re reiterate it. Or kudos between the teams and board meetings, I think is also really important. Being able to show that you have a good relationship with sales is it might be a nuance, but it's an important nuance to be able to show in front of the board that you work well together, that you give each other praise when it's due. The absolute worst thing I think you could do is, you know, disagree in a board meeting with sales or with, you know, right, your other counterparts. Thankfully, that's never happened to me. But I do think, you know, you are in some ways showing that real time collaboration. So reiterating key points that your peers are making kudos when they're deserved, I think is super important. And then also like for me, um, in my board meetings too, like a big part of what we do is sales enablement. A big part of what we view our role in, you know, marketing is understanding the market so that we can better enable sales. So there's, there's a little piece of, you know, education in the board meetings to our board that marketing has a good understanding of our market and our ICP but that we're properly enabling sales to sell effectively. So part of that is just board posture, which is, you know, how you present and how you show your collaboration in real time. I like this idea of board posture. Yeah. Allison, anything to, to, to kind of layer onto that? I love that board posture. No, I totally agree. I mean, I think the worst thing is you guys show different numbers, right? Like I've had I'm not going to lie, I've had that happen, right? Like how how is the head of sales talking about pipeline versus how am I talking about pipeline? Um, what am I showing versus him? Is mine just marketing originated? Is he showing all of it? If you guys can share some, it can show some shared goals, right? I mean, the, the penultimate is if the entire company has a few year-long goals, right? Like these are the things that we're trying to do this over the next three or four quarters and you guys all roll up to those goals let's say we're having a retention problem and like you're all working towards like um, that net retention problem that you're having, or it's a top of the funnel, you know, kind of lead generation, um, you know, goal that you have, or you're trying to get into a new market. If you can show kind of these shared goals and your progress towards them, I think is a big, a big part of that win as well. So it kind of contextualizes, you know, the, the um, work that you're jointly doing together, but otherwise, yeah, I think you're exactly right. And I, if, you know, share your slides in advance, have the head of sales look at your slides. One of you mentioned, I think it was Madeline, you mentioned this, uh, you know, this is like marketing therapy. So this is, um, uh, <laughs> you know, another topic. I'd, lo I'd love for you each to share something that you tried that was kind of new and different when, that worked well with interacting with your board, either in a board meeting or in another situation, like a risk that you took that, that paid off. I have a recent one, so I, I'm happy to go first. Okay. So it, I've been in this role for about 18 months. I've been through, I think, five or six board meetings. When I first started, I I had this instinct, right, to communicate to our board everything that we're doing. Like I was just, you know, I was uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and just really eager to show, right, all of the stuff we were doing because we were doing so much. And we went through our rebrand and we launched a new site, like all this stuff. Um, and so I, I created this, these pillars, which, you know, there were four of them. And I thought, okay, every board meeting I'm going to come in, I'm going to report on these four pillars. They were pipeline, you know, so I always report on pipeline and marketing originated bookings. The second one was sales enablement or product marketing, right? And our company, those are um, really closely aligned. The third was brand. And I included SEO and our digital work in that. 
And our fo- and the fourth was marketing database and marketing database health. And I thought, you know, these are four really, you know, core pillars of marketing. And so I'll, I'll organize it in this, you know, really succinct way. And what I found is over the course of the board meetings, you know, I get really strong engagement out of the gate with pipe gen and marketing originated <laughs> bookings. And then it would sort of like teeter off, right? Because it was just a lot. And I think if you're not a marketer, translating this to how it's, you know, how is this contributing to growth was really just not very obvious for our board. So this last board meeting, what I did is I scrapped the pillars and I said, I'm just going to focus on what leads to growth. Like, I'm just going to talk about pipeline bookings, lessons learned from this last year and what we're doing differently to with those lessons learned, you know, to inform our 2023 strategy. And it led to a really good discussion. I think overall, right, the board, I think, came away and my CEO gave me feedback, too, that he thought it was like the right direction to head because I don't know if it would have happened that, you know, I think it's important maybe that I started with the pillars because then they at least knew, right? I had an understanding of what led to really good marketing. But now I'm just like, we've got that covered, right? Like we, they sort of like tr- can trust me that I, I understand the importance and that we're doing the work. And now I can just focus on growth. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think that's fantastic. I would have given you a standing ovation, by the way. That was on your board. I'd have been clapping. I would oh my have been, God. Oh. You should come to <laughs> my board I, meetings. Yeah. I would love to, right? <laughs> I should just be the one that's on there just like giving positive reinforcement to the yes. CMO while yes. they're talking. Just being like, I get you. I got I know how hard that is. Yes. <laughs> oh, would love it. Um, but I think that's I mean, I think that's super, super great. And I think you're you're probably right that like like educating them on the full, it, it's such a struggle on when do I really say, hey, but wait, like, I don't think you understand, you know, how much we're doing that all ultimately does, because that's kind of the, bot, you know, grounds up of, of revenue is a lot of the stuff that you're doing, right? But right. good for you. But I think at the end of the day, that's the right, that is the right, the right way to go, because that's ultimately what they want to see. But I do think you can do yourself a disservice if you come in, and that's the only thing that you show, and they don't understand um, the rest of what's on your plate and what it takes to get there. I think that's really the crux of it for marketers, I feel like. Nice. What about you, Allison? Was there something that you tried that worked? Or or if you want, you know, something that you tried that didn't work, that's another angle to take this on. So I tend to join companies that are um, growing and they either like need to build um, product marketing, demand gen, kind of the whole engine and ecosystem or they need to optimize that in some ways. So I'm always coming in where um, there's been a CMO or a head of marketing before me. So that's a whole nother podcast. How do you graciously come in and not make the marketing team feel like um, you are judging their work? Because I've been there too, right? So there's a whole art to that to come in and be like, hey, this is great. I see what you guys are doing. And this is awesome. But let's also try to do this, right? So there's a there's a whole that's a whole thing. But um, so the way I found that's been really effective for me to not come in and be like, because you don't, I mean, I know how hard the role is, right? Even if there's a CMO that's exited, right? Like, I'm not going to come in and be like, I don't even know what they were doing. Because I do know they were trying really hard to do the right thing, right? So to come in at that point and take over from a CMO that 
you don't exactly know how they felt about them or what they thought they did or didn't do well. CMO might have left on their own or not, right? So it's a really hairy situation to walk into. But the way I've done that, that's kind of taken out a little bit of my um, opinion about things is to show a marketing maturity matrix and then kind of calibrate where we are around that. It's been super successful for me. I actually found some online years ago and then I've created my own. That's kind of like, this is the maturity of a demand generation organization, or this is the maturity phases of a digital marketing organization. And so I'll literally show from like, and I'll show the matrix, and then I'll show where we are. And it's a little risky because you're, you're saying, hey, we're not good at this and this and this. We're really good at this thing, but we need to get to the next step, and we're not doing this at all. And so, but at the other thing that I will say, like, you have to be honest to your board. Like, you don't want to, like, you don't need to, like, show up and throw up a bunch of stuff that they don't need to know. But, like, at the end of the day, you have a duty to that board to let them know the risk that they have in their investment from a marketing perspective, um, the strengths, the opportunities, and, like, what you're going to do to positively shepherd all that on their behalf, right? So, um, so I found it been really helpful because then I build out my kind of like, you know, it's kind of like see, say, do, right? Like I see that this is where we are in these things. Here's what we're going to do to address these things in kind of priority order, starting with the things that are going to affect growth. And then here's what I expect to see out of that, right? And then the subs- I'm setting myself in the subs- up in the subsequent quarters. Not, I'm not painting myself into a corner because you have to be careful. You don't want to be so rosy just to get through your board meeting and not get beat up, that then you're in trouble the next quarter than when they're like, hey, you said everything was great. And now, you know, so you're, you're, you, it's a kind of non-emotional, it withholds your um, opinions about things way to show really where you are as, as a marketing team and the things that you need to work on. And then you set yourself up for the subsequent quarters to say, remember when I said we needed to work on this? This is why I needed those dollars. This is how we spent them. And this is where we are now. And these are the results we're showing. And then next step, I'm going to tackle these things. So that's been really successful for me. Some of the mistakes I've made at the board level are either being too high level, and this is exactly what Madeline's talking about, or too tactical. And you don't always know where to go in there. I've been really successful talking to a board and saying, hey, like show one number and say, this is how the marketing ecosystem builds behind the scenes to get this to happen. I mean, I've literally had boards like, oh my gosh, I've never actually, like, here's the fuel that goes into the campaign that comes into, you know, um, I've been very successful in showing like uh, an actual buyer journey to say, yeah, this came in and it was attributed to whatever, right? An event, but look at their actual touch points. They read this, they downloaded this, they're on the website this many times. So you could see their actual digital journey through the, to the company, that's been very successful. And then I've been unsuccessful with different boards doing like that exact same thing and explaining the overall, like kind of what you were talking about, Madeline, the overall marketing ex- ecosystem and how it talks, and how it works together. If you don't do that in the right way at the right timing, or you do it too often or too soon, um, they'll kind of glaze over and, and, and you'll feel like you're spinning a little bit because no one's really picking up what you're doing. So I think what you're talking about. So I think putting in the context of either like this specific buyer's journey and showing how all those pieces affected the revenue at the end of the day, or this maturity matrix and showing how all of the different work you're doing is, is leading you to better health and maturity overall. It's just kind of a good, it gives it some context 
really for you to be able to tell that bigger story. Will you send me that marketing matrix? (laughs) I will. (laughs) That sounds amazing and really good setup. Like, I think it's, you know, you coming in, Allison, and being like, you know, I've seen companies at every one of these stages. So I know Mm -hmm. when I see it, you know, and this is where we are. I think that's that's like an exact type of, you know, consultant like relationship that the board is looking from a marketing leader. Like, tell us from your expertise where we are and where we need to go. And so setting it up like that, I think, is super smart. I should. Say yeah, that. it's been really. Um, thank you. <laughs> Here's my next question. What in a nutshell, say in a, in a sentence or two, what do you want from your board? What do you most want from your board? So I'll start by saying, maybe I'll, I'll flip it a little bit by saying, I actually think the you know, the board's intention in every board meeting is to be helpful. They want to be helpful and they want, right, they're experts too. They run companies and they've grown companies. And in a lot of, like many cases, they've sold them off like for high profits. And that's like the business that we're in. So they have expertise that, and they've seen journeys, right, that are similar to ours. So they want to be helpful. I think what they maybe don't want or what leads to maybe a a lack of like tapping into that um, knowledge base are weather report presentations. You know, like here's the weather report. Here's where we are. Here's a little bit of prediction. But I think what can work really well is picking, you know, as a go-to-market team, one example, you know, from the last few board meetings is like we've picked a topic that we think the board would have really good expertise in providing, you know, insight into. So we'll dive deep. Like an example, this would be cross-sell, you know, at a lot of companies, right? Like what are we doing to cross-sell, especially if you have multiple, many multiple products? So um, I think the board wants to be helpful and they need to, right, be prompted a little bit. Um, So that's a dance too. What I really want as a marketer is that expertise. Like I do think one of the things I love is when a board member says, you know what, this exact same thing happened to an- another portfolio company that we have. And here's an idea for what how they solved it. You know, so I think tapping into that expertise and that knowledge is great real time free advice. And you don't often get, you know, to be in front of board members. So when you when you get the chance, it's a great opportunity to poke those questions. Allison, what is one thing that you most want from your boards? Yeah, I think she nailed it. I mean, I think it's engagement, right? And, you know, they are interested in um, helping and helping you grow and kind of shepherding the company along. But sometimes the degree of interest depends on where you are with how long they've held you, where you are in terms of like an exit. So, you know, if you're a newly held company that tend to be a little bit more active and engaged, and if they've held you for a long time, you know, they're spending their time with their companies that they sort of have just acquired. So I think there is a little bit, it depends on kind of how long they've held you and where you are in their portfolio and how you're doing and some of those things. But engagement is so critical because I think you're right. They have a ton of knowledge and expertise. You know, one of the things that I've always um, really, um, you know, tried to do and one of my kind of growth areas for myself, development areas for myself, is just getting better and tighter around the economics of B2B SaaS companies and like the whole investment side and, you know, the financials and economics of that. So I love learning that aspect of it and 
so I think um, helping to educate and often the CMO is not as engaged on that part in the economics of the company, but I think that's changing as well. But like, so understanding really kind of the business impacts and where they're wanting to take the company and why and what that looks like, I think is, is a part of that engagement that I, that I love from a board. That was Madeline O'Fallon and Allison Dancy. Now that you have heard from them, think about the language you are using with your board and whether it can be improved. And how do you do at balancing context, content, and confidence with your board? Next time on The Get, you'll hear from Alana Anderson, a veteran CMO. She talks about how to interview with a board member, how to prep for board roles for yourself, and how to actually put your board members front and center with your marketing initiatives. Don't miss it. Thanks for listening to The Get. I'm your host, Erica Seidel. The Get is here to drive smart decisions around recruiting and leadership in B2B SaaS marketing. We explore the trends, tribulations, and triumphs of today's top marketing leaders in B2B SaaS. If you liked this episode, please share it. For more about The Get, visit thegetpodcast.com. To learn more about my executive search practice, which focuses on recruiting the make money marketing leaders rather than the make it pretty ones, follow me on LinkedIn or visit theconnectivegood.com. The Get is produced by Evo Terra of Simpler Media Productions.